Welcome. I'm your host, Sanaya Sampson-Hill, and you're listening to Simmons University's monthly podcast, Simmons Under the Surface, a podcast by Simmons for Simmons. Do you ever wonder what it's really like to be a Simmons student today? Not in a, what are the kids are listening to nowadays kind of way. But do you wonder who they are, where they come from, and what their values are? If so, this podcast is for you. This episode is the first in its series of conversations I have with current Simmons students. This time, I sat down with two seniors, Alex and Selena, for candid conversations about being a college student in 2018. They get real about their motivations, the ups and downs of college life, and how their experiences shape them. I hope you enjoy getting a little glimpse into the life of a Simmons student through this month's episode. And now, here are my conversations with Selena and Alex. Okay, um, so my name is Alex Bohannon. Um, I, what, why do I have to think about that? I'm going to start <laughs> um, My name is Alex Bohannon. I'm an arts administration major. I'm a senior at Simmons University. Wow, fancy. So my name is Selena. I use she, her, hers pronouns. And I am a current senior majoring in sociology at Simmons University. <laughs> um, and uh, the reason I picked my major was because when I came for the um, most student overnight, I met actually you, Sanai, <laughs> um, and um, we like talked about it. And I'd been just like searching for something that encompassed my need to control everything and my need of art in my life and then you were telling me about how it was like digital communication so it was a little more of like the arts like graphic design photography sides of things which I really enjoyed and I thought it would be super useful to me to know um, a little bit of the back end and the front end and as well as like the administration like how organizations are created and how they develop so yeah and then I started taking classes and just fell in love with it. Nice. And, but that's not what you had originally intended to study, right, when you were looking at colleges. You were thinking about doing something more STEM-related, right? Well, I started out, um, my first semester, I was a neuroscience major. But it was purely at the prompting of my family, because they were like, you're in calculus, why are you going to be an artist? Mm. And I was like, um, fair point. So I gave it a shot, and I was in chem like 115, which Richard Gurney, who is like the sweetest, coolest human being on the planet. Um, he helped me a lot with it, but it was just, like, such a struggle that I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. So, yeah, and then I switched over to arts administration. I came into Simmons planning on doing international relations. I had this, like, big goal of going and working for the United Nations, and I was like, we're going to do all these cool things. And then in taking some of the classes my freshman year, first I took economics, which I was terrible at. And I also took some um, political science classes, and I just didn't feel a connection to the readings. I think for me, as someone that didn't grow up in the U.S., they were very U.S.-centric, and that was kind of difficult to navigate, I would say. And so my second semester of my first year here, I ended up taking my first sociology class, and I took it with Professor Greenberg. I just absolutely fell in love with sociology. We talked about colonialism, we talked about the actual history of the United States, and a lot of it just helped me connect experiences I had prior to moving here and also that I had had in the year of living here before college. I think it also just helped me understand the identities I held in the context of 
living in the U.S., um, what it means to be mixed race, um, what it means to be an immigrant in the context of the U.S., and the history of like immigration within the U.S., and I was hooked, just like absolutely hooked. And so my second year, my first semester, second year, I actually ended up taking five classes, and every single one of them was sociology. And I think I've had a class with almost all, I would say almost all, of the professors. I worked at the Gardner Museum um, through a work-study program that they had. Um, it was visitors and tours learning assistants, so it was, um, like, I would go in and help the per people who organize volunteers and, like, make schedules for volunteers and, um, like, bring school groups in and, like, organize them in the... Um, museum. So that was kind of my role in that position. So I took the, I've taken most of the classes in the requirement. So like Arts Administration 139, it's just like a precursor of like what it is to be an arts administrator, which was super interesting. Heather Hole teaches it. She's phenomenal. Um, she just kind of laid it out for us and really brought um, the many dimensions of arts administration to the table, which was something I'd never really thought about before. Um, so like the implications of race and the way that art is displayed and um, like the unequal distribution of funds in relationship to art and um, like artists of color. So that was really interesting for me to take. So how has college been overall for you? Um, well, in general, college has kind of been a struggle, less on the academics and more on the, like the, just the social bits because I, you know, I'm just not from here. I have a different way of dealing with things and operating in spaces um, than a lot of people because I'm from Oklahoma originally. Um, this is not Oklahoma. Super <laughs> hardcore not Oklahoma. I am originally from Sri Lanka. My dad is Sri Lankan and my mom is Swiss, but I grew up there um, for the first 17 years of my life. And then I moved to Berkeley, California for my senior year of high school. And then I came all the way here to Boston, um, which was a very big, I think, cultural change for me as well. I heard about Simmons in a letter that they sent me inviting me to apply for free. And at that point, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I did all of these schools, why not do another, right? You're kind of on that like track to just get into college and do all these things. And when I came here for the first time, I remember on orientation, I was really, really shocked because my only context for colleges had been mostly movies about, you know, American colleges and had also been UC Berkeley because Berkeley is a college town. I was first taken aback by how small Simmons was, but that was also because I was only on res campus and academic hadn't been introduced to me yet. Um, but also how white it was. You know, I, being a first-gen student, just hadn't really thought at all to look into the history of the institution and understand that it was historically white and look into its founding. Um, and I think that was really a lot for me to kind of navigate. Um, so it took me a while to adjust to that, but I feel like I'm finally getting my footing my senior year. Um, yeah, but, you know... I don't know. Um, I feel like I've learned a whole lot. Um, I've grown a lot as a person. I've definitely grown up a lot more. Um, you know, I've been working um, almost full time my entire time in college, so it's been a lot of balancing and like figuring out what I can handle, what I can't handle, and like um, really listening to what my mental health needs are and like understanding the way that I best communicate. And I feel like that is one of the best things that's come out of being at Simmons is that people here really want to communicate with you. Like, if you can communicate with them, they're they're, they're down to help you out. So um, learning how to communicate with each other has been something that's been, like, super helpful being here, I think.
so people here are willing to help as long as you can speak your yeah it's like if you're if you're able to communicate in a way that is both like self-aware and self-affirming but also like this is just what I need help with um I feel like most of the time people are down to help you out you know like they're they're willing to go like above and beyond to see that you can get your stuff done like Mm -hmm. I've had so many professors that like mid breakdown because we all have them like mid breakdown and just like yeah what do you need like do you need to set your own deadlines like I know you're gonna get the work in I know you understand the concepts but like let me help you because you don't learn this way it's never been oh well this is what I do period end of story get over it do your best bye right is that what you expected out of college oh no 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 (laughs) not at all um, my, like I said, I'm from Oklahoma and my brothers are, I have two older brothers that are both in college and in Oklahoma. So they have experienced so much of just like the TA is teaching the course and, um, like because of that, any questions they have aren't being answered and like they have a hard time communicating with them because they're just there because they're a grad student. They're not there because they've been trained to teach anybody, you know, just very standard college related things that I have never experienced at Simmons except for like in um, like a studio setting. Like there's studio classes that have TAs, like photography for example, but they're so knowledgeable and like helpful and like you're also your friends and also undergrads that like never had a hard time with that. And yeah, no, I was very shocked. <laughs> I was very shocked, but please, cause that's what like Simmons kind of advertises is like the small class sizes and everything. You can like get a more personal experience or not just a number. And I think that that's very true here. How do you think you've grown as a person since coming to, to school? I think a lot of it came from um, really building community, right? I think it came from finding people who I could talk to, I could ask questions from, and I could cry to if I needed, right? I think it came from really sitting down and having to unpack for myself why I was being asked certain questions, like why there was a surprise of uh, me speaking English so well, right? when I mentioned being an immigrant or why there was a surprise about whatever the accent I had or even I was able to navigate a lot of aspects of American culture. I think it really also just came from a lot of labor from my friends and like my faculty members and staff like sitting down with me and not just like helping me come to terms with something but also challenging me when I was wrong. Um, I always talk about growing up, I definitely enabled a lot of anti-blackness and participated in a lot of like anti-black behaviors because of the culture I grew up in, right? Like I just think that culturally there was such a separation from here's the harm that people face for practicing their own traditions and cultures. And I think that also just comes from the way like growing up, um, there was this dissonance of understanding Americans to be white you know and like outside of that you didn't really like think about it it's kind of what you saw in movies for the most part so I think I think community really grounded me and was really important because we were able to have these kinds of conversations and have this kind of honesty and transparency in here's how we need to grow here's how I need to grow Um, And it also allowed me to share parts of myself, right, and, like, bridge that gap of here's this, like, information about this place you may have never heard of before, right? I've dealt with a lot in my life pre-Simmons, and Simmons created a space for me where I was able to deal with all of it. Because before I was kind of just coasting and, like, trying to keep my head above water, 
And I'm still doing that, but it's more of like an academic coasting, trying to keep your head above water versus like personal life implosion, you know, like all the drama from when you're like younger and living in like an underprivileged area with people who don't understand race relations or racism, but they like to perpetuate it all the time. Um, It's really hard to like grow as a black woman and understand that you're worthy and that you're beautiful and that you're okay and that like the things you're experiencing are valid and that was never something I really got as a kid like my mom tried but you know like she tried her best but she's in the same situation that I was in um so being able to remove myself from that environment um not to say that Boston isn't racist because we got our own issues but like being able to come to Simmons and find a place where people were like, no, 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 like, you're valid. Like, here, here is how you are valid. Here is, like, historical evidence of your history that I never received in high school or because, you know, like, education in the South is suspect at best. Um, like, here are things that we can do to affirm your identity, which was something I never had. And I don't think I would have gotten anywhere else because, like I, like I said, I would have been a number, not a person. And, like, professors took an interest in being like, hey, let me actually help you on a personal level because I see that you need it and I'm capable of giving it to you. And that's something that I like really appreciated about going here. This year was the year that I really felt the the work I'd been putting in pay off. My freshman year, I you know had really bad friend problems. My sophomore year, same deal. Junior year, same deal. And I kind of just realized that like, as long as I'm relying on other people to like help me, all the time like it's never gonna work out so I need to figure out how to rely on myself more um which is something that I kind of lost from coming here because I was like oh finally I can I can breathe I can breathe but then it got to a point where I was um it like wasn't healthy for me anymore so I like had to adapt again but I'd say that because Simmons let me adapt I was like able to get through it and like definitely like there's so many strong people here that like deal with you know different kinds of drama and stuff that we can't control but like they're always on your team mm-hmm. and like they're struggling through it too so they can relate to that and I feel like staff faculty wise like at least in like the departments that I operate in which is like communications and art like there's been a lot of support that I like don't think I would have gotten anywhere else so yeah I'd say so okay so it seems that college and finding that community that you needed facilitate a lot of growth for you was that something you were expecting in the college experience Mm, I definitely think yes and no to that question. I think I was expecting to, like, find these incredible friendships that, you know, you have for, like, the rest of your life. Granted, in some cases, that might work out, and in some cases, that may not. There are people that were very important to me at one point in my life that I no longer talk to. Um, but in the in the times that we were friends, like that growth happened and I'm still very thankful for that. But I think that I wasn't understanding what community would mean to me and what it represented to me the way that I do now and how important and necessary it feels to have that. I think that there is a difference between community and friendship to me. And I think there's Sometimes I I don't think I came into college understanding that you would need the kind of support that you do. I fi- I figured like support would be like, oh like help with this assignment right or like oh finals is stressful like let's study together. It wasn't really about coming together and healing and acknowledging trauma and acknowledging what it means to attend a historically white institution. 
um, what it means to face microaggressions or face, for some students, very direct racism. I like really didn't think about those things coming in and it wasn't until I got here and I think I was very lucky in a sense to come here at the time that I did with the amount of organizing I was introduced to with the 10 demands movement that was led by black students and um, I think that really just shaped my understanding of Simmons and shaped my understanding of what organizing like looks like. What else do you want the world to know about you? Oh God, my okay. Here's my here's my speech. <laughs> my um my ultimate goal in life is just to make enough money to be happy. Like I don't need anything other than just like a home, stability, and the place to make art. Like those are the only things I've ever wanted, and that's coming from a place of poverty because I never had anything like that when I was a kid. So like my mom tried her best, but you know, single mothers, three kids, whatever. Um, not this sob story, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, so that's all I've ever wanted, but I think that the thing I want people to know, um, about me, about artists, about black people, black women, whatever, um, is that we're, like, the same, like, we're, we have the same equal value as everybody else, which I think is overlooked t- way too often, probably all the time, um, but also that there's a way to appreciate artists and black artists and black women in a way that's not degrading and not belittling and just to like sit there like for the biggest example I have of this is like when you go into a museum you see African art in white boxes you go and you see an entire pagoda built into <laughs> a gallery space with all this beautiful ornate furniture um, and then you go and you see the black artists quote unquote you know and it's like there are people who create art because they're black. There are people who use their experience as black people to, like, drive their passions. But they're not just black artists. Like, they are artists who use their lives to inspire them, just like Picasso did, just like every other artist in the world does. And to pigeonhole them into being like, you are only as good as your skin color can make me understand your experience is so horrible, and I hate it. And I just want people to know that, like, if you can see something from multiple perspectives, regardless of race and gender, but including them, you know, like include them, don't exclude them, but also like understand that it's, they're, they're complex beings. It's not just, oh, this black artist painted this painting of his black mother, and therefore we understand the black female and male experience. It's like, no, you don't, and that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to. And so I just think that like, as I move into the world, because you know, the dream is to get paid to do your art, right? Um, as I move into the world, I just want people to know that like I'm more than my identity. I just want people to see each other as complex beings with value. I think that's like my main thing because I feel like it's a it's a disservice to study or to look at someone's art or just look at someone as a person and be like, I'm gonna break you down into your identities and try to um, boil you to nothing. When in reality, you could just look at it all as a whole. And I just want people to look at me as a whole. Um, Something that I hope people know is that sometimes coming into this institution or to really any institution, it can feel a lot like it wasn't made for you and that's because most likely it wasn't. But I think that there is always a way to find people um, that care about you, that support you and that want you to really thrive and that will help you whether by force or by any other means literally create a space for yourself um, in that college, in that school, 
in any other situation because you have the same right and like you deserve to be in those spaces and you should be in those spaces but most of all you also deserve to see people that are like you in those spaces it's a continual process Mm -hmm. as we discussed earlier um it seems like we're never going to completely figure out ourselves Mm -hmm. but that should be okay and we should still maybe try well and like birth is messy you know like my my english she's gonna love that i said that my english teacher in high school was just like a godsend to be fair and you know i never had any black teachers in high school or anything like that but this white woman um she like put me in this advanced english class where we like looked at all these really interesting books like tom jones and um like the canterbury tales and like we got really silly with it but she was always just say like birth is messy and you guys are becoming human becoming adults and like that is birth you're going through a lot because you have to transform again from being a fetus to being a child to being an adult and that birth of a person is gonna be hard, it's gonna be painful, you're gonna sweat, (laughs) you're gonna be like upset, you might end up in the hospital for a little while, but you're gonna come through it and you're gonna be fine and you're gonna be a different person at the end, but the process, you have to trust the process. And that's something that I've found a lot of comfort in. Based off what you said, you seem to be deeply motivated by truth seeking and trying to create huge structural change Mm maybe more so than you know like making a paycheck being successful by maybe what our normal standards are do you feel this internal or maybe external pressure to maybe take that more traditional route or have you been like validated by people around you mentors whoever to just like pursue your own path and seek your own truth well i'd say (laughs) that from a very young age, I have been very, very strong-willed. You know, when I was applying to colleges, everyone was like, just go to OU, which is the university of my hometown. Great school. But I was just like, no, like I don't belong here. I don't want to be here anymore. I can't stand the just like covert racism anymore. Like I just, I can't handle it. So I just said, you know, I can't handle it. I'm gonna do something different. And then I applied to Simmons because they had been recruiting me since I was a freshman in high school. And they were like, and I got in, and then I was like, okay, well, let's just make this happen. And my mom was just so proud of me that she was like, heck yeah, my daughter's amazing, we're going to do it. So then we did it, and I got a bunch of financial aid, um, because I really decided in, like, the sixth grade that I was going to go out of state for college. And since the sixth grade, I took advanced classes to try to get as much scholarship as I could so that I could get here. Um, So it's just kind of always been in my blood. I mean, even my mother, she grew up in um, a really small town in Texas and like all over um, like the southern Midwest-ish, like Kansas. Um, Her family never went, like her mom never went to college. Her dad was an English professor or teacher at like a local high school. Um, And she said, all right, I'm gonna go to college. She went to college, she went to OU actually in my hometown. Um, Met my dad who was African-American against the will of her parents, married him and had three kids and did it all by herself. Like she was disowned by her family because of it and then put herself through college and lived with the first black professor that ever lived in my hometown, married a black man, had black kids, and raised us to be very successful, intelligent, um, free-thinking individuals. So like, I feel like it's just kind of in my blood. Can you finish these two sentences for me? Mm -hmm. One, the world makes me blank. The world makes me really thankful for the people that I consider family and community and how we have grown together. The world makes me 
livid, <laughs> I think is the term. Um, so yeah, the world makes me livid because there are people that are being underserved and um, overlooked every day that deserve love and appreciation, and they don't get it. Um, and there are talented people who are overlooked every day because of institutions that were not created by them, that are supported by white supremacy, that are supported by um, just like inequality and cruelty that no one seems to notice, and it's so maddening. So do you generally feel optimistic that you can change the system? Is there anything that kind of keeps you from feeling optimistic? I feel like um, I'm not an optimistic person. Like, this may sound super optimistic, but I'm super super pessimistic about it. Um, Purely because um, the society was never meant for people like us. Like, no white man built the government for two 20-something-year-old black mixed girls from the South in Boston and said, this is for you, let me help you. You know, it's going to be a struggle for the rest of my life. And that's something that I've understood and come to terms with because at the end of the day, everything that's worth it is kind of a struggle. Um, so I'm just kind of, like, here for it at this point. But um, I, I, I hope things will get better. I'm willing to put in the work for things to get better. Um, but it's going to take people in positions of power to um, realize what they're doing and either shift their mindset or lose their job. And that's, like, literally what it's going to take. Like, um, the resurgence of people of color, or not the resurgence, the um, new mm-hmm. people of color that have taken offices across the country, it's f- phenomenal. Simmons has challenged me consistently sometimes in ways that I'm thankful for and sometimes in ways that I wish I hadn't had to be challenged in but I think that Simmons from when I was a first year to Simmons where I am now as a senior is a very different place Um, I think that we are challenging its structure as a historically white institution and I think that that's a very long process I think we're starting to aspire to become a more inclusive campus. And I think it comes from students really coming together and organizing. And I think you've seen students, even now as first years and sophomores, coming together about things that they actually care about and saying, hey, like this is not how this is going to happen. And in some cases, I would say, the administration definitely responds better than in others. But I think that Simmons changes as we continue to have these conversations and as students continue to fight for what they want and need. Second statement, I hope to blank. You know, I hope to... Mm, That's a hard one. You know, I just hope that I will be able to keep my friends that I've had for years in a way that we're all equal. You know what I mean? Um, And that's not really about me because I, like, I have no doubt in my mind that I'll be fine. (laughs) Unless something horrible happens. (laughs) Knock on wood. Um, But, yeah, no, I think I'll be fine. I hope to, like, be happy and successful and all those things, but, you know, those things don't mean money to me. They just mean 
being able to bring my friends with me, like the people that I love from home who like deserve to have a nice life and won't get it unless they like work four times as hard as everybody else. I hope to be able to be in a space where we are equal because they deserve it. And they shouldn't have to work that hard. They shouldn't have to, you know, drop out of college because they have to work and put themselves through school. You know what I mean? Like those kinds of things where like I hope to be in a community of people who are equal and have the same um, joy for life as I've been able to cultivate for myself. I hope to continue learning and I hope to continue to unlearn that education is solely confined to the classrooms of higher academic institutions. I think, weirdly enough, I feel very prepared to do things like start working and, you know, meeting new people and navigating all of those, like, weird adult things, right? Like, I'm very excited to have a job and um, hopefully it's you know, still with working directly with people or with youth and doing things that I'm really passionate about, one can hope, but I almost feel like I have absolutely no idea of other things like, things like loan repayment or even um, finding an apartment and sometimes even finding a job. Like, I feel less concerned about the interview process and more concerned about how do I even find a place to get an interview. Um, and it's, it's almost like I felt very similar graduating high school being like, you know, how do I take out a loan? Like, what does that look like? What does financial aid mean? You know, all of these things where you're kind of like, oh, you know, I wish I had a class on this in high school. I'm like, I still wish I had a class on things. I've, I mean, I've, I've, uh, been working since my freshman year on campus and off in some cases and, I pay taxes and I'm still like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I just follow the instructions and I haven't gotten an issue from it. So that seems fine, right? So it's it's like, how much are we assuming students will just naturally know and how much are we actually teaching them basic life skills outside of just this like ways to critically engage with, you know, these materials and these thoughts and respectful dialogue. Um, so I don't know, I feel very ready to engage with certain parts of graduation and then other parts I'm just running around trying to piece together for myself. Um, you won the Gwen Eiffel Scholarship, <laughs> you're like the inaugural winner. Thanks. Congratulations, first Thank of all. You. Um, that's really incredible. Can you describe what the scholarship is about? Like what qualifies you for it? and what does it mean for you to receive it, you know, in this moment in your life um, as a Simmons student? The Gwen Eiffel Scholarship um, was put in place after um, Gwen Eiffel, one of our dear alumni, um, passed away last year. Um, and uh, so they named the college after her. Um, so it's like the College of Media Studies. Media, Arts, and Humanities. Humanities. Yes, <laughs> that's one. Um, so it's like the Gwen Eiffel College, um, which is a huge deal. Um, so to even, honestly, to be qualified enough to receive anything in her honor is just like blowing my mind. <laughs> like it's like one of the biggest compliments I think I could ever receive. Um, and um, what basically what qualifies me for it, I've been operating in the Media, Arts, and Humanities um, since I came to Simmons, um, other than my freshman year, uh, my first semester of my freshman year. And um, so what qualifies me is it was like, oh, like exemplary students who have like done a lot of work, who, what's the word? like 
exhibit, and they show financial need. Mm-hmm. Like the wording from the scholarship letter. Um, so yeah, basically I'm poor and I work really hard. <laughs> so they gave me a scholarship, um, which was like super awesome of them. Um, it's an honor to receive it. Um, hopefully I'll be able to do her justice as I move into the professional world. Um, but it really is just, just like a true honor. Like I've never, never felt seen by Simmons, to be honest. Um, I feel like a lot of the activism work that I've done has been unsupported and it's at times looked down upon because I just don't have a filter when it comes <laughs> to like talking to people in power and um, authority. I just see everyone as um, an equal player, so I don't really like try to sugarcoat things. But I think it's just one of the the kindest things Simmons has ever done for me, other than allowing me to come to the school. Because, you know, I got a ton of scholarships to be here. I'm privileged to be here um, and to have made it out of Oklahoma and to be able to sit here with minimal debt and be like, yeah, I went to Simmons College. Like, that's something I'm actually pretty proud of. Um, And now with the scholarship, it just feels like Simmons is saying, we see you, we see all the work you've put in, and we understand that it was hard. But just like how it was hard for Gwen to operate in white spaces and come up in um, her world and conquer media the way she has, um, we think that you can do great things. And that kind of validation is just, first of all, something I, not that I've never received it, but never received it in an academic setting um, of just like, we see your work, we know you're doing a great job, and we want to support you with money. It's never really happened for me other than just like general financial aid. And so that's just like a huge honor. Um, I'm grateful. And I hope that, you know, as a scholarship continues to be given out to students, it'll help low-income students who just need, like, to not have a ton of loans at the end of the day. Um, and for me, I'm going to be able to buy a computer because actually I don't have a computer. I'm a graphic designer without a computer. It's kind of like being an artist without a paintbrush. And so it's it's been really, really hard to be successful in school without a computer this semester. So I'll be able to buy one, which is super cool because I like don't have access to the labs next semester and I'm just, you know, my loans are going to diminish quite a bit. Um, so it just is a literal support of just like, here is something that we're going to give you so that you are able to be successful in the future, which is really what the scholarship is about. It's like, we see you, we know you worked hard and we want you to be successful in the future. So here you go, which is exactly what it's doing for me. So I'm like really, I'm privileged and honored to have received it. I have to include a correction, Gwen Eiffel passed away in 2016, not last year in 2017. This podcast was brought to you by the Simmons University Office of Advancement. Produced and edited by me, Sanaya Sampson-Hill. Music is credited to purpleplanet.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Simmons Alumni and our SoundCloud at Simmons Under the Surface Podcast to catch our episodes every first of the month.